Welcome to FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's only fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines along with Zach Neufeld and Kevin Watt. We're brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. With the triathlon season in full swing, it's time to ask yourself that question. Are you getting the results you want? TriJoy can help. Let's have a chat, look at those results, set your goals, and work to achieve them. See the TriJoy link on the FitSpeak homepage. We're also brought to you by Wenting Cycling Mission. Here is your Wenting's Word of the Week, Vuelta. Once again, the Wenting's Word of the Week, Vuelta. Mention that word to the staff the next time you are at Wenting's and you'll win a prize. It's just that easy. One more time, your Wenting's Word of the Week, Vuelta. On our program this time, Between the Ears with Zach Neufeld. Zach explains how to create mental file folders to enhance your race day results. And we also have a feature-length interview with Jen Burns from Abbotsford. She'll tell us about her Whistler Half Ironman race that she did over the summer. And she'll also explain her motivations for getting into the sport and why she just signed up for Ironman 2019. I'm Zach Neufeld, and this is Between the Ears. In the city of Mission, there's an especially steep hill. One particular training ride, I did repeats of that hill. If you're an endurance athlete, you're probably no stranger to what's experienced when you climb a long, steep hill. Your mind changes, things get tough, and you're called upon to work harder and train smarter. Doubt often creeps up on you during these moments and tempts you to rationalize, making it easier to drop back. So this challenge begs the question, what can I do to combat doubt, rise to the occasion, and beat that hill? Lately, I've been reading I'm Here to Win, a book written by Chris McCormack, who's an Australian professional triathlete that dominated the global triathlon scene for years, winning the Kona Ironman World Championships in 2007 and 2010. In I'm Here to Win, McCormack talks about folders in the brain. When things get tough, we tend to rationalize dropping out or dropping back. And when you open the door to rationalizations, they start stacking up. McCormack says that athletes deliver their own knockout punches when they succumb to their reasons for backing down. Every athlete reaches a point in every race where he has to decide whether he will endure more suffering. You will or you won't. The question is how you handle it. You can handle it by creating folders in the brain. Your mind can be thought of as a computer desktop. There are folders with various labels. While McCormack trained, he would make folders labeled things like Kona Lava Fields. He'd then fill that folder with winning thoughts, thoughts he would need if he found himself in trouble in those circumstances again. When he ran the marathon in Kona, he would click on Kona Lava Fields and know exactly what to think to keep going. A file could say, You've hydrated and have a nutrition strategy to deal with this, so don't worry. You want files in your folders ready to go when that friend called pain shows up and gets you worrying, asking questions and rationalizing under the hurt. Rationalizing ending the hurt. You can open up that thought prepared in training for that situation and think, aha, that's right. That's what I'm going to do if this happened. Instant access to these folders is necessary. Thoughts about blowing up and falling apart appear at the moment when the discomfort comes. When things get tough, you can start remembering similar negative things that happened before. You can look at that folder and use the winning thought you already learned to override negative thoughts. 
McCormack said he blew up at Kona for years because he had toxic things in his mental folders. Things like, you sweat too much, and you're cramping because you're not built for these races. So, he spent years filling his mental folders with positive ideas. These were the positives in his bike folder at the Ironman World Championships. Your heart rate is slow, so you're not going to lose sweat. You're going to be racing with a full tank. You had a great hill training session. You can do this. And have some Coke and water, and you'll be right back in the game. Summing it up, when you get emotionally and physically drained, it becomes incredibly important to control your inner voice. You want to make it as difficult as possible for your mind to take you to that dark, negative, defeated place. Purposefully create some folders with positives in them so the negatives don't get you. Make folders in your brain for specific situations so that you rise to the occasion and control what goes on between the ears. Thanks for listening. And welcome back to another season of FitSpeak. We've got something special for you tonight, folks. Tonight is, of course, FitSpeak night, which happens to be a Wednesday, and it's a rainy night in Georgia, or in British Columbia in this case. We're coming to you live from our FitSpeak studios in a rainy Mission, BC. We've got a roundtable of folks I'd like to introduce you to, a guy who's been busy all summer long writing pieces for FitSpeak, our Between the Ears guest, Zach Newfeld. Say hi, Zach. Hello. And nice welcome back here. for another year. Yes. You've got a busy season ahead of you. I think one thing that many of us around the table have in common, we've got a race in Cultus Lake this weekend. Uh, Zach, I understand you're doing the Olympic distance or the standard distance. Yes, I am. And looking you know, you're looking it. sharp, you're looking healthy, and your bike is in the repair shop. It is. Going to go pick it up tomorrow, though. And so. you're going to rock this thing because Zach's been having some kind of uh, hardcore cycling training. He was part of the Abbotsford Triathlon Club's four-person team who did a really swell job at the Phoenix Velos Team Time Trial earlier yeah. in the month of August. So how did yeah. that go? There was yourself, there was the up-and-comer, the cycling beast out of Chilliwack, Dean Sherby, and then there was the tandem duo of Milan and some slow guy on a fast bike called <laughs> Alan, Alan Fossum. How was that experience for you? <laughs> um, it was loads of fun, actually. It was my first time ever doing a Peloton, is the word, I guess, that I learned. Yeah, group and riding, group yes. Group riding, mm -hmm. and... Um, so everything that goes along with learning how to do a Peloton sort of bike ride. So that was a lot of fun. Just a steep learning curve. Mm -hmm. I was occupied for the entire race, I guess you could say, training ride. And um, it was kind of scary, mostly. Like for, It was scary because you had to stay so close to people, you know, in the Peloton. So that mm -hmm. was different coming from a triathlon background where we do solo bike riding or... Um, non-drafting and bike your ride. bike handling spills don't have to be necessarily so good but in a group like that when you're doing 40 kilometers per hour and yeah. you're going into a tight turn and you know that the people behind you are relying on your moves yes. and your gentleness um, it's it's a different sort of responsibility rather than just putting your hands on your aero bars and hammering yeah, it was really hard not to hit my brakes mm -hmm. actually 
gentle, 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 but at the same time, your heart rate is maxed out and you're suffering like a dog, especially if you're at the front. So we're looking forward to big things at the Cultus Lake Triathlon. Hopefully. Speaking of putting her head down and hammering, a uh, special guest around the Fitspeak table this evening is a person who absolutely rocked the first event, there was a big triathlon which kind of got truncated by a bit of smoke in the Okanagan a little while back. The name of the triathlon was the Super League, headed up by Michael Brown out of Edmondson. Amazing event. The first day featured a full-on race on a bicycle. And that was done at a speedway just outside of Okanagan Falls, or rather, I should say, Oliver. Area 27. Area 27. Amazing venue. I was there taking pictures of Leanne and the rest of the crew who were doing that, including the person who won the overall event that night, none other than Fitspeak guest from a couple of months back, Nathan Killam. So we'll be speaking with Nathan about that in a future episode. But one of the top females is behind the microphone tonight. Welcome back to Fitspeak, Leanne. Hello. And you've been having uh, kind of a, a crazy season. So I was watching you there at Super League on Friday when you absolutely tore apart the race course. And I think there was maybe two or three females who beat you, including full-time pros with none other, no, nothing else but training for them to do. But you still had a, a very amazing day. Tell us about your ride that day. Um. I just in the smoke. Yeah, it was uh, pretty smoky, so it uh, that part was pretty tough on the lungs. Um, but it was all about chasing. I love chasing, so I don't look at my computer. I don't look at my watch, and I just kept chasing the women down. And that's the fun part about it on a track like that, because you can just keep tagging off, tagging off. So now that was my goal. Now, Leanne is one heck of a cyclist, one of the, I would say, area's best, uh, regardless of age group. But that also put you in kind of the unenviable position of being one of the lead females for the next day. So what happened in the Super League triathlon is they staged you to leave in the order of how well you did on the bike. So you were placed either third or fourth overall female going into the water. So day two of the triathlon featured a short, I think it was, what, a... A 600 meter swim? Yeah, it was a 300 meter swim. 300 meter swim. Yeah, and then you get on, you go for a run, you do a 2K run, and then you go back in the water, you do a 300 meter swim, and then you get on your bike. They shorten the bike to a shorter distance because of the smoke, and then you go for your run, and then you finish off. Yes, uh, high intensity, basically full throttle event, uh, not a lot of time to recover at all. I mean, I saw the people coming out of transition and they were very bleary eyed. Uh, I saw one of our good friends from Maple Ridge. Mr. Roy, Mr. Roy Macbeth. And he was out there battling like a champ and he did very well. He did place really well mm -hmm. but even in transition you could just see by uh, I was yelling out words of encouragement but he was suffering every inch of the way and yeah. I know um, everybody well everybody at the kind of sharp end of the race was just suffering <clears throat> so a different style of racing unfortunately as you know the whole Sunday was canceled what were you going to do on Sunday um pretty much the they were just an increased distance so um you'd swim I think it was 750 meter swim uh, run 4k then go back in the water do it again then get on your bike and do 20k and then run your four 
so, so not exactly what you're used to. I mean, your uh, your forte, I would say, is probably the half Ironman distance. So mm -hmm. how did you find training for that? Because I know you like to do those longer bike rides, longer runs. It was awesome because I had more time on my hands. I didn't have to train so much. <laughs> it's not that way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I got to, I mean, my run, I think, has picked up my speed-wise. So I think going into the cultus on Sunday, uh, I'm curious to know how my run will do in the 10K just because of the distance. Okay. So, you know, training such short distance and not the longer, I, I think... At a yeah. higher, yeah, higher rate. intensity, higher yeah, intensity. Higher, yeah, so <clears throat> curious for Sunday for sure. And speaking of Sunday, last Sunday was Canada's Country Music Awards. I think they were held out somewhere in Eastern Canada. And a person who's been uh, an active member of Canada's country music scene, being the <laughs> jack of all trades, I don't know if he would be called a roadie or a bouncer or whatever it is, but he's actively involved with Jesse Birch's outfit mm -hmm. out of Maple Ridge or Coquitlam. Vancouver. Vancouver now, Vancouver. big city country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, tell us about the name of Jesse's group and what you've been up to with uh, the train wreck fellas. Well, um, this is Kevin Watt, by the way. <laughs> Long-term <laughs> sidekick of Fitspeak. That's right. Hey, Fitspeak fans, I hope you guys are doing good, and I hope you've had a great summer. I have. Um, <clears throat> well, in terms of the, the Roland train wreck, um, I grew up with uh, the the lead singer. His name's Jesse Birch. Um, I've watched him evolve. Originally from Vancouver or where? Uh, Port Coquitlam. Okay. We we grew up together. We went to high school. Um, so I've seen the the, the evolution of this um, unfold. Um, he actually taught me to play guitar. Um, so we go back, you know, to like when we were 15 or 16. Fast forward, I don't know, 25, 30 years now. Um, he's You're getting old. No, I'm not. <laughs> I am not. But uh, fast forward 30 years, and uh, he's he's formed a band, and uh, they're a trio. And um, Jesse's roots, his his uh, his uh, background in music, primarily is you know bluegrass and country music, and so out of that has has um, spun uh, the Rolling Train Wreck, and they're gaining a lot of traction. It's been a lot of fun. And um, what's your role in in the outfit? Um, we, know, we know you're a bit of a train wreck, so that kind of makes sense. But <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I think um, I think we're all train wrecks, in, in all honesty. In in you know, and um, look around you. You're yeah. I'm surrounded by <laughs> by the the engineers of the train wrecks here. Um, my role is guilty by association. Um, we've watched this kind of progress, and he's been doing this for so long. He's you know he has a lot of connections, and and the music's really good. And so he, um, you know, people are reaching out, uh, charities and uh, events and. Um, you know, um, fundraisers throughout BC, and they've been reaching out to the train wreck to come out and play for them um, because they have great music and uh, it's it's fun music and people really enjoy it, right? So then, of course, they need help. So I'm invited along because you know I'm a train wreck, and uh, you just help out. You're just uh, you know uh, extra set of eyes, um, and uh, it all just kind of works out in the end right and nine times out of ten me personally i need to get away anyways and so this works out good i'm not necessarily laying on a beach but i am somewhat on vacation it's just a little bit more responsibility and 
and it's all good, right? Um, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, this summer we went to, we've been everywhere. We went to. Um, I think that's a country and western song. <laughs> yes, it is. As a matter of fact, uh, we were at the Marymount Festival. We went to the Island for Sunfest. A whole bunch of events, um, you know, and uh, it's just. It's fun. It's easy. Um, it's you know. It's really no different than volunteering for cycling events or running events. It's just you go and connect with people and help out where you can and and just um, have fun, right? And if I could say something about what Kevin Watts been up to, um, not in country music, he's been one hell of a volunteer all summer long. One of the things that, of course, if you know Kevin Watts, he's been associated with the. Fraser Valley Grand Fondo for the past five or six years and of course he was doing all the work responsible with that helping out people going out on the race course being encouraging offering supplies he was also one of the key folks connected with Crystal Lambert's positive spin mm -hmm. held back in the month of June out in Chilliwac mm -hmm. and he decided to lead by example got back on his bicycle after uh a little bit of a break and Hiatus. got through that. Cool. And uh, speaking of giving back to the community, he was one of the soldiers in the Iron Soul race um, back in the month of August, which I put on in Penticton. We're going to talk more about the Iron Soul in an upcoming edition of Fitspeak. But right now, I just want to do some simple math, and I think I'm going to run out of fingers here. So we're happy to have a brand new person behind the Fitspeak microphone. Her name is Jen Burns, and she's from Abbotsford. And Jen is signed up for the 2019 Ironman Triathlon that's coming up in June, or rather July. I should know this. I signed up for the darn thing myself. But that's happening in Whistler. And the past year was just an amazing year, mainly because of the heat and also because it was Jen's first half Ironman. But let's take a step back from the world of triathlon and just, Jen, um, we say you're from Abbotsford now. Where's originally home for you? I grew up in North Delta. North Delta. Yeah. And when did you move out to the Fraser Valley? Uh, we've been living living here about 20 years. Now so. you say we, so there's my, Jen yeah, and... My husband and our three boys. We moved out here, just my husband and I, and then started our family. And yeah, we've been here 20 years now. <laughs> so you're well settled into the community. Yeah. You're part of this crazy group called the Abbotsford Triathlon Club. Um before you got into triathlon, what sorts of sports were you into as a kid? Um, actually, I did not play any sports. No. No, I grew up dancing. So I guess you can, I mean. Well, that's certainly it's sort of, active. It's active. And but, it's athletic. Yes. So I did 13 years of competitive dance, tap, jazz, and ballet. And because of that, because of my schedule, I had no time for sports. And I was not good at sports, really. So <laughs> I hated P.E., the only thing I liked in PE was the long runs. The was, long runs, yeah. okay, that's a bit of foreshadowing. <laughs> a little there. bit of foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then I learned to ski when I was twelve, and I skied for about four years until my parents said that you know around eighteen I had to start paying for my own ski passes, and 
they're too expensive. So I stopped. (laughs) (laughs) So I picked up skiing again when I was like, I guess, 32. And I started running again at 35. Before we talk about you and your triathlon career, let's go back to skiing for a minute because I know Leanne is a big skier and she uh, cut her teeth and did her thing out at Apex Alpine not that long ago. But you're also, uh, you're the mother of some pretty fast skiers. Can you tell us about uh, the skiing pedigree in your family? (laughs) Well, we actually just have, we have three boys, two played hockey. Uh, rep hockey and these one snowboards one skis but they just do it recreationally but our third child chose not to do the hockey the hockey route um, we had bought when he was two a place at our local uh, ski resort hemlock mountain just outside of mission and he started skiing at age two and decided that's what he wanted to do so he competes um, racing alpine skiing and now is out of the whistler mountain ski club and he's doing quite well, and he's done yeah. a lot of traveling, not only throughout British Columbia, but Canada. And I heard, um, what was it, last summer he was in Chile doing a training camp? No, he, he oh. wasn't. We were thinking about oh, it. okay. Um, but at his age and a few circumstances, we mm. decided we decided not to. It probably wasn't in his best interest at this point, because okay. he is only 15. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Kind of like that life, school, ski balance. Yeah, yeah. So, Jen, you're a part of the Abbotsford Triathlon Club. What was your motivation to getting into triathlon? Well, as I said, I picked up running again at 35 when our youngest started kindergarten. And at the time, kindergarten was just half days, so I had a few hours to spare. So I started to run um, just to get some exercise, a little bit of me time. And I really enjoyed running. But then I started injuring myself. And so I had a really bad IT band um, injury. So I was a little bit frustrated. Um, Some friends said, hey, we're going to do this triathlon in the summer. Would you want to do one with us? And it was a sprint. So I thought, okay, well, 5K run. I can run 5K. Anything past 10K was always bothering me. And I knew that the swim and the bike would be good for me as kind of uh, rehab. Yeah. I said, sure, why not? So I decided to sign up. I didn't know how to swim. I had to hire a coach. Um, I wasn't. I had to buy a bike because I hadn't ridden a bike since I was a little girl. So, But I knew I could run. So I just thought, oh, it's a challenge. Why not? How did that first race go? It was a ladies-only race down in Seattle. And it was... Danskin? <laughs> yep, Danskin. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was about eight of us that went. Um, the swim was probably... <laughs> It was, I, I survived. A lake swim, pool swim. It was, a, it was in Lake Washington, okay. so it's a really big lake. It's so, a huge lake yeah, with it, some, some major waves on a bad yeah, day. Yeah, it felt like I was in the ocean. Mm. There was a lot of waves. I had a really hard time sighting. I had to be herded back in. I was going way off course. <laughs> but I survived, and I got out of the water, and then I got onto my bike. And then, like I said, I was not really, I didn't really know anything about cycling and Um, it was just a group of us girls, so we didn't really have any type of training on the bike. We just, you know, would go out and ride our bikes and all we had to do was 20 K. So we just would just do the the minimum. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. At one point I got off the bike because I couldn't make it up the hill. I had to walk my bike up the hill, (laughs) but then when it came to the run, I did well. So, mm-hmm. and it was, it was another, pass people. yeah, I did pass people. So <laughs> I made up, 
Um, and it was another really hot day. It was it was one of those um, record breaker type summers. It was like thirty five degrees in the morning. Wow. So yeah. So was, you certainly paid your dues in your first triathlon. Yeah. But I enjoyed it so much that I signed up for the Vancouver triathlon that summer, which was only two weeks later, and then the Cultus sprint as well. So I did three that summer, and then I stopped yeah. for eight years. <laughs> that's a that's a one hell of a gap. Why the reason for the stop? Because that's a big gap. Between. Well, because um, with our with my friends, everybody just we you know the season was over, so we put our bikes away and we just thought, okay, we'll pick it up again in the spring. Not thinking that you should train in the winter. When the spring came, none of my friends wanted to do it with me, and at the time, I was just you know I didn't want to be out there doing it by myself. Mm-hmm. Plus. Our kids were at that age where they were really getting involved with, you know, we at one point had 17 hockey ice times in one week. So (laughs) plus the skiing and I just kind of put it on the back burner and did other things. I focused on, I am a yoga teacher, so I I did all of my yoga certifications and focused on yoga for eight years. But but then I volunteered at the Whistler uh, Ironman two years ago. And after watching... So many amazing athletes running in, you know, all shapes and sizes, ages, men, women, you know, like even the firefighter, the, his story of wearing all of his gear oh, during the marathon. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was inspired and I thought, hey, I've, I did this before and I, I loved it. So, you know, why not do it again? So I started looking at different options and I found the ATC club, which eight years ago, there wasn't one. So I was really happy to know that there was a club and somebody or people that I can ask questions and get tips and coached workouts. So yeah, I signed up. <laughs> you signed up for the Whistler half in 2018. Yeah. Now, in order to finish like this, uh, and you finished very well, posted a great time, especially considering the I would say extreme circumstances of the day, a day that slowed down the pros by 10 to 15 minutes. Um, I believe there was something like a 20% rate of dropout, whether that was for the half or the full, I'm not 100% sure. But let's take a step back. So you had come from a background where you did some running, then you got into sprint distance, you did a few standard distance ones, I'm Mm -hmm. hoping I didn't jump the gun on that. But then you got into your first half Ironman distance race. How did you approach the training for that longer distance compared to your shorter distance? Well, I started looking online and reading some books and talked to some of the coaches about what I should be doing for a training plan. So I just found some free training plans online and I kind of wrote down a bit of a schedule for myself, knowing that I should be doing at least three bikes, three runs, and three swims per week. If three, not three, more. and three. I, th- I, I think Mikey <laughs> Ross has that patented, doesn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. if not more. And um, and so then I just, yeah, just got to work right away. I think in uh, September, I watched everybody at the Cultist Triathlon. I just went there and just observed. And then after that, I just started... Um, I got. A, I had bought a new bike again, mm-hmm. <laughs> and a trainer. Did it fit? Yes, I had it. Yeah, I had a bike fit with Bruce at Wentings, and then um, and then I just hopped on the trainer and started cycling, not really knowing what I was doing, and then running again, swimming, trying to remember how to swim. Like I said, I had hired a coach to to teach me how to freestyle, and I'm still not very good at it, but. Good enough to finish a half Ironman in a pretty good time. Yeah, I'm Mm -hmm. good with endurance. The open water swim doesn't 
bother me and mm -hmm. it's just I'm slow so I have to work on that <laughs> and then yeah I just planned it into our our life and sometimes I'd have to wake up at five in the morning to get it done um, obviously our ski schedule is pretty crazy and I'm in places like Jasper and I can run outside in the snow I can't bike but I did find you know a pool that I could swim in and funny enough I'd have the pool to myself all the time so it was you just kind of make it work right so yeah. you had an amazing day, like I was saying, the conditions in Whistler this past July were very difficult to say the least. Uh, I read your race report, I posted it up on Fitspeak because it was outstanding and the amount of adversity you got through was motivating for anybody, especially considering them doing their very first half Ironman. Now for some reason that wasn't enough and you signed up for an Ironman, what's with that? <laughs> When I volunteered for the Ironman two years ago, I had thought I would do a full Ironman the next year. And then after joining the club, talking with Mikey, he said, well, yeah, you could probably finish an Ironman, no problem, just because I, I'm active, um, you know, and, and endurance is my thing. But he said, do you want to finish it or do you want to do well? <laughs> and kind of knowing my personality, just that little bit that he met me, he knew I'd probably say, well, I want to do well. So he's like, well, I would suggest giving it a couple of years at least, even start just by doing a half. And I thought, OK, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So so I thought, you know, I'll do the half and then see how it goes. And I really liked the half distance and thinking, OK, maybe I should do it again. And see it's if a I great can. distance yeah. to do. And maybe I should see if I can be it faster. It control your life. Yes. <laughs> but then I thought, no, you know what? Originally, I really wanted to do an Ironman. Mm -hmm. And if I just, I mean, you could just keep trying to build for it or put in it, putting it off. But really, if you're just committed to it, I think... It can be done. Right? Plus, you so, know what, Jen? You have age on your side. Yeah. <laughs> and our boys are a little bit older. Mm -hmm. Our two older boys are 20 and 18 now. So, you know, they're graduated. They have cars. They drive themselves. And even though one still plays hockey, he can get himself to his hockey games and his practices. It's just our younger one who he skis out of Whistler four days a week. So in that four, those four days, I have an opportunity of training i could either be skiing or i could be riding indoors <laughs> be my best friend running <laughs> swimming <laughs> yes so and even all the cross training like i love nordic skiing now so that's apparently good for adds to for, your cardio yeah, base so yeah yeah so i plan on taking advantage of those four days in whistler and then when i'm home I'll probably have to get up early at five and get it done so I can do all my catch-up while I'm home and then off to Whistler again. <laughs> yeah. So take us back to that crazy <clears throat> night when you pressed click to enter. <laughs> you had to take out your credit card. You had to agree to all of these conditions. You had to look at the price and kind of go, oh, okay, I'm going to do this. So what was the first thought that crossed your mind after you said, Yes, I do, to Iron Man. I had a big sip of my glass of wine. <laughs> it was kind of like, oh my gosh, I, I was excited, I think mostly. But now that I've, you know, a couple of weeks it's sunken, now I'm a little, of course, nervous. Mm. <laughs> just thinking, of, you know, my husband and I did a 95k bike ride last weekend and just thinking, oh my gosh, I have to do that again <laughs> in one day. Um yeah, I'm a little nervous, but I think, you know, that's what the training for the next year is all about. So I know I got up to the 70.3 distance. I'm sure I can 
train for the full. So yeah, I'm kinda, excited. And it kind of sounds like you've already answered the other question. I was going to ask, have you started to seriously train for the race? Well, a 95 kilometer bike ride, you don't do just for the <laughs> hell of it. So you're obviously committed to that. Mikey was saying, do you want to finish this thing or do you want to do it well? So you don't have to give us any specific times or anything like that, but what are your goals for that race day? Well, originally it was just to finish, mm -hmm. um, but now having done the half, I'm thinking, you know, the 12, 13 hour mark, I'd be very happy with. So, Kona! <laughs> <laughs> of course, there's always the dream of Kona, but I know there's a lot of tough competition. So, <laughs> and this, considering this is only my first full year of mm. back to training again, I know there's probably a lot of work, but... I came 13th in my age group in the and this in the is a, this half, is so a I'm huge age 13, group. Yeah, yes. I'm thinking 13 is a nice number. So mm -hmm. 13 for time mm -hmm. in, in that range, mm -hmm. give or take an hour or two, I guess. Yeah. yeah. As as everybody around this table knows, there's a lot of weird things that can happen yeah. in the last. 10 kilometers of an Ironman distance race. Yeah. Whether it's uphill or, as you know in Whistler, what they do with the last, last 10 kilometers, all quicksand. Yes. All quicksand. <laughs> what do you anticipate are going to be your biggest challenges in the training part? Probably just our schedule as a family. You know, just making sure that I... I'm pretty flexible, I guess, that, you know, I usually can get my workouts in, even if it means I, you know, I have no problem getting up early. I'm actually an early bird. I like to get up at five. So I, you know, getting up early, I guess just life circumstances, life things that might happen. I mean, this past year, all three boys were in the hospital with injuries at some point. Yeah. <laughs> or, um, and then one was sick. So, you know, you just kind of have to work around that and try to get it in and, readjust your calendar of training if that's what you need to do and but I, I always I managed to get it in so I'm kind of hoping that it'll be the same for this year but I would just say you know you just don't know what's going to be around the next corner when life stuff happens right so well that's one of the biggest challenges in in training for a race like this I mean one of the biggest achievements is actually being able to make it to the start line, being reasonably fit, reasonably healthy, and hopefully still in the relationship that you started this whole Ironman journey in. So we've talked about your goals, but let's talk about your dreams, the bad ones now. So we've got a round table of a bunch of athletes here who have done Ironman before and have all sorts of uh, experiences to share, and we're going to get into those in a little bit. But Jen, looking at it from the outside now, here we are in the month of September. You've still got nine months to go. Are, are you already getting the Ironman dreams? Not yet. Any, but... any fears, any things that are kind of gnawing at your psyche right now? My biggest fear, I guess, is just anything to do with the bike portion, because I'm... I think I'm stronger than I was a year ago, but I'm not a strong cyclist. But anything to do with, you know, bike mechanics or the tire, you know, the tube popping or, <laughs> or sliding or crashing or somebody crashing in front of you, close calls, you know, all of that. Just the, the bike is, for me, I guess, uh, anxiety. And a but, feather in your cap because Jen did the 
half Ironman in Whistler this year. And what was different about this year's race was the fact that for the full Ironman distance race, it was a three-lap affair. Mm -hmm. And there was that big climb that you had to do three times if you were doing the full. So you were in the middle of things at a busy, busy time of the race. And you were telling us in your race report that there were some challenges on the course on that day. Can you tell us, uh, tell our listeners about that? Um, well, there was some congestion with a lot of bikers. Um, and I guess just Alta Lake is kind of a scary road. It's not, it's not paved well. There's a lot of winter damage, potholes. It's very narrow. Uh, when you have so many bikers, some of them, of course, being pros going crazy fast and all of your, you know, top age groupers doing three loops, especially in that area where it gets quite tight. And there, there's what I felt was some people, you know, maybe nervous biker. I, I had ridden, ridden the course quite a few times, so I felt pretty comfortable on it. But there was a lot of uncomfortable people and a lot of people that were kind of moving over to the left when they should have been at the right and swaying around and not really paying attention to the other people around them. So yeah, a bit self-absorbed or yeah. inexperienced or, or perhaps just not that confident yeah. in their bike handling skills. So a couple of times I felt blocked and I couldn't get around a couple of people, but I just kind of sat back and waited for that opportunity so I could pass. Um, I didn't want to get any drafting penalties. So but <laughs> it was kind of, I think that was probably pretty hard to to manage for the officials just because it was such a tight course with so many people on it. But um, yeah, I just waited for, I didn't want to take any risks either because I heard there was a lot of bike crashes. On yeah, it was course. a long day, a lot of bike <laughs> crashes. One of the so, folks who uh, was going to do our Iron Soul bike, our, our, our Iron Soul bike uh, triathlon uh, crashed out, broke his hip, broke his pelvis, cracked some ribs. So yeah, the carnage was definitely out there. Yeah. But uh, not only did you finish the race, you got through that bike course, which was kind of sketchy at times, especially that part around Alta Lake. But you managed to get off the bike and have a pretty good run. And what we're going to do with Jen in future episodes of FitSpeak is go into her training schedule and take a look. And perhaps a person who is interested in perhaps not this year, but next year or the year after. Somebody who's maybe playing around with sprint distance triathlons or who's maybe contemplating a half Ironman, maybe they can, well, in fact, maybe they will likely learn a lot from you because you're kind of paving the way and you're a person who's looking at this sort of thing from a, a new person's perspective as far as training, nutrition, managing life, work, being a mom, that whole thing that, you know, faces every person who signs on for a full Ironman distance race or even a half. So our FitSpeak listeners in the next couple of months are going to benefit greatly uh, just before we we uh, turn the tables and you start asking our FitSpeak panel some questions, a couple of <laughs> final ones. So you're doing a lot of training and obviously you have to put in the long swims. We won't, won't worry about that. But where do you like to go in the Mission or Abbotsford area for your long runs and your long bikes? Uh, long bikes, I really enjoy going right now out towards Fort Langley and then coming back um, my husband and I will usually ride out there and have breakfast at Wendell's and then ride back and 
tagging. Such a roadie tradition, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Well, they make, he's celiac, so they make an awesome gluten-free breakfast. He really enjoys it. So mm-hmm. we go out there and then we ride back. And then going out into the Sumas Prairies, you know, mm-hmm. that's always a challenge for me. I rode so much in Whistler with all of the hills and then coming onto the flats with the headwind. Mm-hmm. That was a whole different beast. <laughs> um, since Whistler, that's what I've been riding. Um, so, yeah, and then running... I like to just go find a route. I usually leave from my house. Okay. And I live up on a, a mountain, so there's always hills involved. Mm. Usually. Even on, running home. Running home, I have to, it's about 2K. Leanne knows what that's all about. <laughs> Can't go home unless you do this hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I incorporate the hills. I don't mind them, but yeah. <laughs> But it, yeah, in Abbotsford, I just usually I try to pick a different route just so it's not always the same. Sunday long runs, I always usually join with the ATC club when I'm here, which is the Matsky Trail, which always goes by fast, even though it's the same route, just because you have somebody to talk with. People usually. are different, conversation yeah. is different. Yeah. In the winter, I'm not here from November till June, so I do a lot of my training in Whistler. Mm-hmm which then I just love the valley trail. I usually so nice. do the route and all of the trail. So you're going to have almost the home field advantage when you do the race back, yeah. or rather in the month of July. Mm-hmm. Let's put you on the bike. It's a beautiful Saturday afternoon. You've put in, let's say, uh, a pretty good four-hour bike ride. It's been kind of sunny out. You're a little bit thirsty. Now, you've already had the healthy stuff, whether that's F2C glycoendurance, rehab 5 to 1, whatever your really healthy beverage of choice is. That's already been said, already been done. What's the second thing you're going to grab for in your fridge, whether it's cool, warm, or otherwise? I usually, well, I always get, I always have a smoothie or chocolate milk, sometimes both. And then once I'm done with that... What's what's in your smoothie? Uh, in my smoothie, there's always frozen strawberries, frozen blueberries, spinach, um, the F2C uh, rehab mm. one, um, and then like today I had a beet and ginger as well added to it. So whatever I have in my house. <laughs> Interesting concoction, but yeah, uh, works good. for you and yeah. it tastes okay. Yeah, it's really yummy. Anything with beets, though, I'm mm. a bit scared. Well, uh, you just really? put just put one oh, in. Oh, they're so, so good. I was a, and they're good for I was you. A, I know I was a victim of borscht as a child. <laughs> so. I like chocolate milk, and then once those are done, sometimes I'll be honest. I like to have a cold beer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last question before we turn the tables onto the Fitzpeak panel, Jen. If you could be an animal other than a human. What animal would you be and tell us why? Well, I would have to say the last couple of years I'd probably choose a bear just because I've had a couple of very close encounters with bears. And bears on the course at Whistler? Yeah, really? and I see them all the time. Whether I'm hiking or not, they just seem to always be in my path. Um, and so, yeah, I think they're a beautiful animal. They're Whenever I see them, they're usually, they seem really calm and easygoing, just kind of doing their own business. But at the same time, you know that... the bear whisper. Yeah. (laughs) But you know that they can be strong and fierce when they need to be. Uh, There's the whole mama bear idea. Um, They're really, you know, from what I've seen on videos, social and playful. But at the same time, they're fine to just be on their own. So... All the marks of... uh True triathlete. Yeah. <laughs> and they also, well, you know, kind of 
diving a little bit deeper too. They, they're mostly plant-based, you know, plant-based animals, and that's kind of my diet. But they mm. do eat meat and fish once in a while, and that's uh. me as well. Ah, so benefits of being an omnivore, but mainly plant. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then yeah, I, I, they're cute. <laughs> I stay Happy. away from them, but. <laughs> But yeah, I've had quite a few encounters. They just seem to always be around me, so. You'd be a bear. Yeah, bear. Probably and in Whistler, in. they just kind of look at you like, hey, yeah, how just, you doing? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> they, don't, they don't, they just. No. I looked one in the eye when I was skiing, actually, in April. I was coming down the hill, and Mama Bear and her four cubs were crossing where I was skiing. I actually stopped right in front of her and looked her in the eye. So <laughs> that was kind of, you know, you telling me it was story. an amazing moment, but at the same time, also scary. Yeah. <laughs> but I backed away and, and she, the letter crossed and she crossed with her four babies. It was just, it was amazing. And that's it for another edition of FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's only fitness, wellness, and insurance sports podcast. FitSpeak is brought to you by Wentings in Mission. Your Wentings word of the week is Welta. And also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. Take your first step to the finish line by starting with TriJoy. Check our link at the bottom of this page to get things going. Be listening next time when Kevin Watt is back for his social media shout-outs. We'll also have the Iron Man Roundtable, Jen Burns picking the brains of Iron Man finishers Elise Ree, Zach Newfeld, Kevin Watt, and Leanne. We'll also have your upcoming event schedule, as well as the results from the Cultus Lake Triathlons. For all of us at FitSpeak, I'm Kevin Hines. Thanks for listening. <laughs>